The sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. Back here on this Big Show Wednesday, Andy and Brendan with you here all week. And today, well, it's Nick Saban Retirement Day. Throwing Nicky Saban a little retirement party as we realize that Mizzou's path to an undefeated season next year, it's wide open now. That trip to Tuscaloosa doesn't look so scary anymore, does it? 573-875-KTGR to weigh in on that or on our upcoming NFL Top 5, Bottom 5 Super Bowl contenders. There are 14 NFL teams still alive for the potential Lombardi Trophy, but we'll rank them with a little Top 5, Bottom 5 coming up. In just a few minutes, where will the Chiefs land? Do they deserve to be on either list? Well, you'll find out over the course of the next hour. 875-KTGR to give us a call or a text. Before we get into all that, we got to do this because it's 5 o'clock. It's time for the Top 5 at 5 on the Big Show. Number 1. If you want to trade away for curtain number 1, you can have curtain 1. Yeah, monster news happening just last hour. Alabama now in the market for a head football coach for the first time in 15 years after Nick Saban is uh, retiring today. As, um, you know, it's the end of an era in college football. He was the, the dominant force. He made Alabama the dominant force uh, for the last decade and a half when they were almost irrelevant beforehand. And then he got them back to prominence. What a job he did. And, of course, it's going to have some seismic shifts across the, the college football landscape with this move. Who does Alabama turn to next? I don't even know if the next guy is going to be the one that's, that's going to be successful as much as maybe the guy after that. It's going to be hard to follow a guy like Nick Saban. Very intrigued to see how it'll play out. Number two. Number two. Your timing is impeccable. So Mizzou men's basketball, well, they, they scored pretty well at number six Kentucky but they didn't defend uh, all that well and look Kentucky's a tough team to defend anyway with all their talent had five players and double scores or double figure scoring yesterday as Kentucky won 90 to 77 Tigers are 0-2 in conference play 8-7 and overall they get South Carolina on Saturday afternoon we're just looking to see if you know some of these younger guys get more run none, none of the freshmen played yesterday Dennis Gates has changed up the rotations quite a bit but we'll, we'll see if anybody from the bench can find some sort of spark to the starting unit out there. Number three. I love this from Charles Omena, who defensive lineman for the Chiefs. Of course, everybody complaining that the game's on streaming only, right? Well, Charles Omena, who is giving 93-month subscriptions to Peacock, all you have to do is reply to his tweet and say why you're deserving of it, essentially, and he'll pick the 90 himself. Very cool thing for a Chiefs player. It's not going to cost them all that much money to, to do it. So, I mean, why not? And, um, of course, the Chiefs are, are going to have a larger audience because of the Taylor Swift crowd. Here's the thing, though. All you got to do is tune in on 96.7 KCMQ to hear the Chiefs and Dolphins on Saturday night. Number four. Oh, I shanked it. Big NFL uh, coaching news. Uh, Pete Carroll is not going to be the head coach of the Seahawks next year. He's moving to an advisory role. It was another kind of surprising uh, change in a head coaching spot in the football world. Interested to see who they might go after. And I tell you, all these jobs are opening up in the NFL. And all these coaches that, that are available is making for a very interesting carousel. Number five. What is the five fingers? Say to the face. Slap. 
Tolton and Hickman tonight is going to be a huge high school hoops game locally. That's the Big Show's Top 5 at 5 on KTGR. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. Yeah, you can hear Tolton and Hickman tonight on 100.5 FM KTGR. Coverage will start around, uh, we think, 645 or so. Uh, Mizzou commit Aaron Rowe. Uh, junior this year he's back with Tolton he was at Link Academy last year this will be his season debut uh, at home against Hickman who has also been really good this year they're like 13 and 2 and so we're talking about an electric matchup on both sides between two Columbia schools here yeah it should be a lot of fun that should be uh, action-packed and I would think a pretty good environment in terms of The folks coming out for that ba- for that basketball game. Yeah, so tune in on uh, 100.5 FM KTGR for that. Again, we expect it to start around 6.45 or so, uh, give or take uh, time between uh, the other games that will be happening before that. And on uh, on 100, 105.1 and 15.80, you can hear Tiger Talk with Mizzou women's basketball coach Robin Pinchton at 6, and then Dennis Gates, the men's coach, at 7 o'clock uh, all tonight. All right, 875-KTGR, call or text us with your uh, thoughts and your reaction to the bombshell news from the last hour. Nick Saban retiring as head coach of Alabama. We did get a text here, Brendan, uh, 875-KTGR, and you sort of alluded to it earlier. But uh, this guy said, Josh is saying, I'm legit worried that drink makes the short list for Alabama. Um... I'm not right now. I'm not at too least. worried. No, I'm, I mean, if they're smart, he would. But well, right, like Alabama will probably make the call. I don't know if drink entertains it as Whoa. much. Well, no, okay. no, 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 no. I I have the opposite take. I don't think Alabama's calling drink yet. Anybody would be right to to entertain it if they were called. I don't think. Okay, you All think right. you'd tell them no? <laughs> like that's that's a fair point. I, I suppose that it, you have to at least listen to what they're telling you. Um, I, I don't see it right now, but again, a lot of things that we don't see in college football, including this, and nothing would shock me. Um, I believe right now, after the, and barring whatever Alabama wants to give their next head coach, I would have absolutely no idea, but I would venture a guess and say they're not going to make as much as Nick Saban. Um, Eli Drinkwitz is now like, Around the top five of head coaching salaries, I right think now? he. I think he was before Saban retired, right? So yeah, so he like would he, bump he up a spot, moved up a spot. So like, as far as his respect uh, in in the pocketbook as one of the SEC coaches, I mean, he's he's up there right now. So I don't know. I I would have a hard time seeing it. No, I. It's it seems possible but i think there are going to be a lot of other names that are dan lanning is being floated around kaylin DeBoer being floated around i think they should hire nick uh lane kiffin because it would be <laughs> absolutely hysterical i'm looking for thing. maximum chaos and i think he would succeed i know people i producer chris was already tweeting at me and saying he would you know trash the program i think i think he would succeed there but i don't know what direction they go I think it'll happen relatively quickly, though, because I imagine they've been building this list for weeks and weeks at this point. I can't fathom. It would, be, it would just be really surprising to see it come out that, yeah, Saban decided last night that he was going to tell his team he's retiring. Like, that would that would seem to be a little out of left field. So 
we'll see. I kind of think that I don't know if it's crazy to think that this means that Belichick is going to be done too. Like go out at the same time. I don't know why one would have anything to do with the other, but yeah, it's kind of like. And Pete Carroll's news kind of gets glossed over as well. Like he's another head coach that's that's up there in years in terms of such a demanding day to day job and taking a step back with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, the the coaching landscape is going to be a lot different this time next year than we've known it to be across both the NFL and college football for some time. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us here on the show. Who would you want to see replace uh, Nick Saban at Alabama? Yeah, Give us your takes on that uh, via our text line, 875-5847. Dan Lanning probably is, uh, I, I would call that the best fit. If, if I was making the list, I would, if I was Alabama brass, I would put him at number one. Um I would put Dabo at number two, I think. Uh, that one's interesting to me. I don't see that. A lot of people are already saying that, that like, oh, yeah, he's going to be the guy. I don't see that. Not with his very backwards mindset on NIL and just uh, transfer What I would portal. do in that sense is that, look, hey, if you're going to take this job, if you're going to take the best job in college football today, you got you to gotta play the game. Like, yeah, I, but why that's would, what I would say. But if you're Alabama, why would you even chance it on that, knowing the guy's kind of his stance on the, the modern era because of Because I've football? seen what he's done before. Because he's a great coach. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, without the portal and without, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's NIL going on at Clemson, right? There has to be. Yeah, um, but the transfer portal is a, is a big Right, again, he doesn't Alabama. take transfers. Like, that's the that's the thing. If I were if I were him, I would say, look, if I'm getting that call, I need to adapt somehow when I when I change into this job. I I've seen what Dabo can do without all of that, and I would be and, just fine with trying to implement that into what I've got going on. And in fairness, he built it at Clemson, which was not joke. You know, that yeah. wasn't that wasn't anything before he right. got there either. So. I'm at you. The resources of an Alabama could certainly, could certainly be. I mean, I think a lot of folks would have success there. I think Alabama is going to continue to be successful, but what is success defined by? Because under Saban, it was you're in the national championship mix every single year. I think Alabama could remain in the college football playoff mix for the most part every single year if they find if they find the right coach, especially with the 12 team format. But you know, it's inevitable that you, you feel like they're not going to be like the air of invincibility that Alabama had under Nick Saban. I think that's going to go away almost no matter who they hire, um, which is kind of an interesting like college football is going to feel the, the ramifications of this. Like there will be even though Kirby Smart had already, you know, gotten to the mountaintop and really kind of started his own dynasty. Saban still beat him this year. There's going to be this feeling of like it's wide open now even more so than than you already felt before with the way the playoff played out this year and with uh, the the expansion of the format. Like, it's going to have ramifications. 875-KTGR, call or text us with your thoughts on the retirement of Nick Saban in Alabama. Old Jay is here on the KTGR hotline. Old Jay, what you got? Uh, Jimbo Fisher's available. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I would, hey, uh, I would love that. Go ahead and hire Jimbo. Yeah, Alabama, do it. Yeah. Yes, please, because I, I think he probably made more this year than all the other coaches this year, didn't oh, yeah. he? Yeah, he did. Yes. 
And he's already making like he's making a a top three SEC coaching salary every year for the next four years without doing a thing. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, in all honesty, though, with with the fact with what Mizzou just did for Drinkwitz, he's not going anywhere. Um, and all, and you know, it's kind of funny. I was kind of thinking about this. I don't want to be the next coach. I would not want to be the coach that follows up Saban because. You know the expectation right now is national championship yeah. or bust. So if you don't – you know, it's like what Alabama should do is just go for the person that's readily available, kind of like, you know, the ex-girlfriend thing. Oh, you broke up with a girl. Oh, hey, here's some – you know, this is my breakup girl. Okay, now I'm going to get serious and try to, to find – now that I'm over, you know. But, man, it's, I, I feel bad for whoever it's going to be. But, no – would Dabo really? I mean, Dabo's getting paid pretty well at Clemson, and you would think the ACC would go to Clemson and say, "Please keep him," because if 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 Clemson isn't anything, and it sounds like Florida's about ready to leave, or Florida State's about ready to leave, yeah. um Clemson ACC won't be there long either, to, though. What's that? ACC has no power. Clemson won't be there for long either. That conference you, is a dying league. Yeah, but um, but no. Oregon coach, I think, is, is to me the most thing. Here we go. Here's a question for you. What is more likely to happen, Pete Carroll or Jim Harbaugh at Alabama? Oh, boy. Uh, appreciate Jim, Jim the call. Uh, well, neither. Because it, neither Jim, is the answer. You're right, yeah. But, uh, appreciate the call, Jay, here on the Big Show KTGR. Because Pete Carroll is still in the Seahawks organization as an advisor. He's not going anywhere. They're just right. not letting him be the head coach. And Jim Harbaugh, I mean – NFL seems to be if he's going to stay in college, stay at Michigan. Don't go to Bama. Like stay stay at Michigan yeah, if you not, really want to. He's do not going. Still. He's not going to Bama. But like Pete Carroll, it feels like I, I don't think either of those guys are candidates. Pete Carroll is Saban's age, so like you're not gonna right, yeah you're not gonna start fresh with with a Pete Carroll at this point. Um, especially like NFL team, I, I guess could take a shot on Pete Carroll, but collegiately you got to build a program that. That takes more years, and I think Pete Carroll is going to be ready to invest in a in a head coaching role again. So I think he's probably done head coaching. Um, but I don't know. I I don't think I agree with the premise of like, oh, wouldn't want to be the next guy. Yeah, I'd love to be the next guy because in worst case scenario, you're Jimbo Fisher and you get a ton of money to not have to work. But in reality, Alabama's got the infrastructure to like that's how difference making Saban was it's that's going to endure I think that the resources are there and you hire a good coach and that coach is going to have the silver spoon like it's it's going to be easier to do the job of head coach of a college football program it's not going to be more difficult yeah the expectations but like that's just inherent to it I don't I don't agree with this sentiment that like oh I, I hate to be the next guy and have to follow follow in his footsteps I don't think so I think that they can have their pick of any coach they want, and so they're probably going to get a really good one, and that really good one is going to have better resources at this job than he had at the, the last place he was. So that's kind of the way I think it breaks down. But here's the syndrome that maybe, uh, and it's not comparable at all because I don't think there is a college program that you compare to what Alabama is right now and what Nick Saban built because it there there is no equal. He ran the sport for a decade and a half. Yeah, it's a singular thing. It's it's the only thing like it. But I kind of see a little bit of the Ohio State situation when Urban Meyer left, and for for very different reasons. But Ryan Day comes in; he's the next guy. 
Well, he had all the resources, too. He had a bunch of the players on his side also. He's even an interim coach for a little bit and fallen short of expectations. Like, that. that's the thing, is that Alabama now has this, this view of, okay, we got to be at least one of the four teams remaining. Even with this 12-team playoff that we've got coming, four, uh, four teams left. One of them has to be us pretty much every single year with what's been built. And look, Saban was able to do that. I don't know, even if you go out and shell out for somebody good, that it ends up being the exact same thing. It's, it's hard to replicate. It just is. But it doesn't have to be the exact same. Like, Alabama fans will want to win. But and, and there are Ohio State fans with Ryan Day who are disappointed that they haven't, you know, gotten to that mountaintop or whatever. But Ryan Day has gone thirteen and one, seven and one, eleven and two, eleven and two, eleven and two. Like that's you're they haven't won it, and so there's disdain about that. And Alabama fans as a group are probably way more crazy than Ohio State fans as a group, just because of the nature of that. You know, it's SEC it just means more. But I don't think that that like if that's the blueprint for whoever comes in. 13 and one, you know, basically one or two losses five years in a row, you're still one of those, you're in the college football playoff every year, you know, and that, is that going to be enough to satisfy Alabama fans to the Saban tier? No, but it's not going to be pandemonium in the streets. It's just going to, you know, that, that would be fine. I think they're going to remain on that level. And that's, that's true. Almost no matter, it's going to be hard to mess up this hire again, anytime Alabama calls, it doesn't matter what job you currently have. You're going to listen. You know, you're getting paid handsomely. You know the resources will be tremendous. It's a it's a it's the best job in college football. It's not like oh I'm gonna suck to be that guy. Let's wait to to you know like Ryan Day's not getting fired right now. You know what I mean? There are people that yeah, are but everyone wants to go. And it seems yeah, that, that if he matter. doesn't, That's... if he loses again to Michigan, like it's gonna happen. Like it just he seems like the he's, next. He's guy. had a five year run of double digit win seasons, other than the COVID year, just because he only played eight games. Like I. I, I just don't think it's that much of a that much of a of a worry. Like this is a great job. It's, we're looking at like the downsides of oh, it's going to be hard to replicate. Sure, but I, I think whoever steps in there is going to have a silver spoon, ready-made ten-win roster every year, and then trying to you know turn it from ten to twelve to fourteen or whatever it's going to take to get to the championship now under the new format. Sure, that's difficult, but that's difficult for any of those teams that are perennially in the top ten. I think it's going to be just fine. I don't think I just don't agree with the sentiment that it's like, oh, it's going to be so well, hard here's, to go okay, and step so here's into the, the shoes. Uh, here's the other side of it, though. Uh, I mean, we're a little bit late into the process. I, most head coaching so? vacancies uh, for eh. for all that have already happened, and now you've got. I, I I wonder what the portal ramifications are of this because right now the portal's not open but it's going to open again around the spring. I wonder what happens there. I, I wonder if the, I mean, the players are going to have a chance to get a feel of, uh, of whoever they uh, hire as head coach, whatever assistance that guy brings in. Yeah. But I mean, I, I wonder how many of those guys were there for either Saban or whoever had Saban on staff that uh, wanted to play under him and, and knew that they were going to get their chance. I, I'd be interested in that because that's the game. Yeah, the right? guys are going to transfer out, but guys were already transferring out of Alabama. They, they had a four-star right, that hardly more. played for it's two just, years, and yeah. now he's coming to Missouri, right? No, I like got it. No, Isaiah Hastings yeah. two days ago. Yeah. Like, that's 
that's the nature. Alabama is going to endure. They're going to be okay. Um, I, I, I still think that, yeah, you want to get the right coach in there, but they're going to have their pick. Yeah, the cycle has kind of already been rolling for a little while. Alabama can call any coach and get him if they want him. That's, I truly, I, who's going to turn it down? You know what I mean? Like, there are very few in the country that are going to say, I'm good with where I am. I think we've got, I think we match the resources of an Alabama. I think, you know, like, I think they're going to get, I think they're going to get their pick. And that's just going to be bad news for whoever is left with a vacancy because of it. Like, if it's Dan Lanning, Oregon's sitting here going, well, that kind of sucks. We've got a lot of resources, but now we're doing this after a lot of the dust has settled on the, the coaching carousel. So for those teams, yeah, it's going to, that'll be a sting and coordinators will leave and that the staff will get built at Alabama. But like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a, it's only a great opportunity for somebody. It's not, Oh, it's going to be tough to, cause Ryan day. Yeah. They're, they're critics after his job. He's still got his job and he's still winning 10, 11 games at least every single year. It's not a bad life. It's not bad. It's on five K TGR. Who do you want to see replace Nick Saban at Alabama? Give us your thoughts. Bill texting in. Dan Lanning, Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, Kalen DeBoer. Be hilarious. That'd be funny. Be hilarious. Yes, Steve it would be hilarious. Sarkeesian coming over after I kind of thought that. that. Yeah? Because when I asked the question, like, who in the country would say no? Well, Harbaugh has won because I think he's going to the NFL um, and just won the national championship. But, like, yeah, Washington's coach. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about the playoff teams, and then I'm going, oh, Texas was in the playoff. I, I wonder if oh, yeah. Sarkeesian, I don't know if they'll call him, um, but, yeah, I think he would He would probably, if nothing else, use it to get more money out of Texas, right? But I don't know. It's, it's going to be one? fascinating. Oh, this one, Mike Norvell. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he could do well there. Anybody from that kind of that tier, that class of coaches that are vying for the playoff annually, but why not make life easier on yourself, get a raise, and go to Alabama? I mean, right. it's Alabama, you know. No, I, she, I get it. Yeah, like I understand. You know like, what? <laughs> you know what they should get? Who? I mean, the, the salary would have to just Who? be outrageous. Come on, just go get Kirby Smart. Well, Josh texted in Kirby Smart. Why not? <laughs> if I'm out, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. But why would Kirby, Smart, Alabama, do, why would Kirby Smart do that? Because he's his got salary? An, he's Here, built I'll give in you the Alabama already. No, I know. I know. What's his What's his salary today? I don't know. Let's say it's $15 million a year. You do it for 30 No, I'm, come on. I'm, no, come on. There's, there's no limit. The limit does not exist when it comes to oh, certain boy. unique opportunities in collegiate athletics, this is the job, man. Oh, if you're Alabama, oh you go, here's a blank check, write a number. Oh and then, and the, I mean, again, if you're Alabama, there's no doubt that Kirby Smart is the guy. Like, you can't get a better coach. So you go for it. You know, I don't know. I don't think it's that crazy. Would it happen? Probably not. Like you said, Georgia's got the resources, too. They're just going to, they're just going to end up, you know, paying him more money to stay. But if I'm, if I'm Alabama, there's no reason not to ask, not to uncover every every stone oh possible. I think it would be fascinating. Man, That I thought it was Lane Kiffin that would be the, the craziest chaos move that I would enjoy the most. I just changed my mind. It's a 100% Kirby smart. Wouldn't happen, but it would be fantastic. Man. Why not? 30, 30 minutes. 
thirty million no, I just, dollars. Well, I don't know what his salary is now. I off offhand, you didn't know. I didn't know his it's salary. It's north of ten million. It's something. It like was ten point two five in twenty twenty two. But it so got to be making. Yeah. But but it says it's only escalating to twelve point two five. By but I thought, I thought he got you an extension before this year. I thought uh, he, I'm reading, he yeah. got one, and then Saban got one, and then Dabo got one. Like, they were up trying to up each other. So who's yeah, had the biggest what, salary? What pulled up is from February 2023. But, like, let's say it's 14. Okay, offer him 22 a year. That's what I mean. That's the level you're talking about. And if you can, if you have just that unlimited level of resources, I don't see why you wouldn't do it. I'm not saying he'd accept it. I'd rather you spend Alabama, that extra eight million on players, but I mean, I, it's... I actually completely disagree. If it's no. Kirby Smart, there's it's a there's no better slam dunk. Kirby Smart is not going to fail at Alabama. It's a guarantee. I don't think there's any players will come and go. Kirby Smart for three decades. I don't know how old he is. I I think that's the move, man. If I'm Alabama, I'm drawing up the twenty million per year contract for Kirby Smart, and we're we're just going to do it. Okay, make him that say sounds no. Good, I suppose. Make him say no. Why? Would, should, where's the downside? I guess if you want to, if you want to not face him, I suppose if that's what you're not going for, have him run your program. I mean, if you can't beat him, join him. Well, they did beat him, but only with Saban, and he's gone. Oh, here's so. here's the bet. No, here's the here's a better one. This is this oh, is get the a one, one that takes the cake. This is the one that takes okay. the cake, and it comes from Darren on our text line eight seven five KTGR. Deion Sanders. That's the that's no. the best one. <laughs> that is the best one. There, come on. There's it's, no better. Kirby Smart no is more realistic. <laughs> there's no equal. I'm just gonna Deion Sanders is. Is the one? Yeah, he already coached at Jackson State. Uh, it's in yeah. uh, Alabama, right? Or is earlier, that Mississippi? I, uh, I, I, I don't Mississippi. know. I tweeted earlier. I just tweeted the words Lane Kiffin, and just to see what people would respond. I'm tweeting now Kirby Smart, just to see Ugh. what people would say. I, if it's twenty million dollars, just say, "Hey, you're the guy. You are the best coach in college football." Now that Saban is retired, um, build it, build it here. It's already here. It's already a Ferrari. You know, you drive a Maserati. You could come drive a Ferrari. It's not really that different, but we're just going to pay you more to drive our car. That's all. And Gosh. just be completely bonkers with the offer. Man. That's what should happen. All right. Tell us who you want to see uh, replace Nick Saban at Alabama. 875-KTGR. Call or text us. Keep talking about that. And we'll give our top five, bottom five Super Bowl contenders out of the field of 14 teams in the playoffs. That's all next here on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Oh, how are they feeling over in uh, over in Alabama today? I don't know. I think they're panicking. Are they? <laughs> yeah. I think they might be. First, no. What they're doing now is having grand illusions of they can get any coach that they want. And I think they could be right, depending on what the administration wants to invest in this. Um, I think it's important that they invest pretty heavily. I would write the I would offer the blank check to Kirby Smart, but when when he says no or when Georgia just matches it, yeah, at least make Georgia spend more of their money that they then can't spend on players, I guess. But um they Alabama's gonna get a coach and then if if it wouldn't it be delicious if it's whoever it ends up being, it doesn't mean it can't be somebody that's successful. But I just what if the initial reaction from Bama fans is like, Oh no, we got the wrong guy? That would be fascinating to see. You know what I mean? Like if it just if it doesn't have the zest of what they consider that the hire should be, would be fascinating if it plays out that what way. What name would you leak 
to see how Alabama fans react. Kind of like, <laughs> kind of like how A and M leaked. Oh, it's a, it's gonna be Mark Stoops. No, oh, no, I'm just kidding. The the it's leak Mike would Elko. be <laughs> the leak would be Greg Schiano. <laughs> Oh, I want somebody to put that out there that, you know, obviously it wouldn't be reputable, but somebody that, like, get people to believe that that's right. Right, yeah. Be the one that reports, like, No, but that's a a great question. Like, who would be the Mark Stoops or the Greg Schiano? Who would they riot over, like, essentially? Who wouldn't please Alabama? I think Steve Sarkeesian would probably be the one, like, because they've seen what... What yeah. maybe happened at others? That they would, would see the worst of Steve Sarkeesian and be like, "Oh no, not yeah. again!" That would get him in a quiet panic and maybe a not so quiet panic. That would be the one that would get get him a little riled up. It's a great call. Or Lane Kiffin. I mean, I don't know if they're all that I about bet, Lane. You know what? I bet Alabama fans would embrace it. I think really? there's been enough time that has passed and enough of an image rehabilitation, and he's successful at Ole Miss right now. I think I think they would embrace it, and I think they would lord it over Ole Miss fans, and the the discourse would be hysterical. I still hope it's him. Realistically, I still hope it's Lane Kiffin. I don't know if they even are looking his direction, but it would be so fun. It would be so fun to watch that play out. All right. Well, we'll see how it plays out over the uh, the rest of this off season. I wonder how quickly they'll come out with uh with their next guy. But um, what's today? To Wednesday. I say they've got him by next Wednesday week from Next now Wednesday. i don't think it takes more than a week really? i think it could be this week okay it could be by friday but okay. i'm gonna say a week give them one week and it'll be resolved all right most. 875ktgr give us a call or a text let's get now to our top five bottom five super bowl contenders in the nfl i suppose top five to uh start out with or bottom five honestly yeah, i don't know where bottom five i don't Absolutely know where start with the chris bottom. puts the uh the bottom five music whenever we do this, but um, you it's know. fine. But we should start with the bottom because okay. that's going to be a little less interesting. Um, do you want to just go from the least viable to like fifth least? What's the way you want to arrange? Yes, it? from the bottom, the bottom to the bottom top. Let's do that. All right, bottom okay. to the top. So I'm going to say the least viable, the bottom of the bottom contender is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They don't I have. I agree. They have their best player, T.J. Watt. They don't have a quarterback. Um, you know, I, I bake the, the matchups into this as well. I don't think they have a, a prayer of winning their opening game. So, for me, they're easily on the bottom. No argument. So, I'll just go on to the second worst. Carry on. The Dolphins. I, I, I have them next. Wow. Really? What? Really? You don't? I don't. Because I think there's upside on this Dolphins team that exists that doesn't exist for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who could win a game. They could win a home game against the Eagles. That's really possible. It stops there. There's the, if the Bucks squeak out an opening round win, they they'll lose by double digits to whoever they play next. Okay. I guarantee it. Yeah. So for me, there's a like the Dolphins. They've got Tua. They've got Tyreek Hill. So and you're healthy, saying they've got if they the best win, run game in the NFL. If they win, they have more of a fighting chance against Baltimore than maybe the Bucks would have against anybody. Anybody. Okay. All yes. right. I I just 
I, I saw them again. I'm kind of playing the role of you here. The Dolphins, uh-huh. I mean, at this point, with how banged up they are on defense, the fact that they have to go to Kansas City with zero-degree temperatures and try to win a football game when they have not won. Here's a stat here, I believe, from Trey Wingo. Last 10 games that Miami has played in sub-40-degree temperature, 0 and 10. No, yeah. they're not winning this weekend. Like, I'm, I'm ready to say it. Like, it's not happening. They're in my bottom five, but they're not second from the bottom. That's got to be the Bucks for me. All right. Um, because, again, they're not a good team. They they got a favorable first-round matchup with the Eagles, who are reeling right now. But I just can't see them advancing beyond one game. Okay. Next I have, so I'll give you my third from the bottom, 12th overall in terms of their ability to contend for a Super Bowl. And it's not even necessarily a reflection upon saying they couldn't possibly win a game, but the Packers are not going to get through the NFC. The NFC has too many landmines for the Packers. Even if they should somehow beat the Cowboys, they're more than a touchdown underdog. Um, I I think the game could be closer than that, but they, they can't, they can't, they can't get over the hump. Too many flaws. Um, Good for them for getting to the playoffs, but I just don't see a way. Away, away forward for the Green Bay Packers. Well, too many flaws, and I mean to expend the energy that you spent to get to this point. I just don't yeah. know if they have the gas left. So yeah, I, we'll see if they have the gas to hang with Dallas. They could hang with them, maybe even upset them, or they could lose by thirty. Right. I mean, it could yeah. be that's got a chance to go either way. I have them third. I have them third worst. Uh, so I okay, have we them right in the same there. spot. But I'll, you're I'll Green the, Bay Packers, and you can't play in Green Bay all playoffs. Right, like you're yeah, not, you you're can't not do that. Anywhere. And then I have the Bucks at uh, at fourth worst uh, right after okay. that. So, I mean, they're right around the same range. Good chance to win at home this weekend against the Eagles. And then we'll see. I I don't think they uh, – a full-strength 49ers team, not much of a chance. But, look, Baker Mayfield will surprise some folks. And I, I think they'll be – a trendy pick to cover a spread against a top NFC contender if they get past this week. Interesting. I think they would maybe beat the Eagles and then get walloped, but, uh, you know, fair enough. I, we have the same bottom four. It's just in a different order. Yeah. I have the Dolphins up next on my list as 11th, so fourth from the bottom. I agree with everything you said about the game against the Chiefs. The only thing that didn't push the Dolphins even further down my list of contenders was the fact that the Chiefs have their own problems and they could they could spite themselves and lose a football game that the Dolphins didn't necessarily deserve to win. But after that, I do think it's tough sledding um, because of the, the, the path the Dolphins would have to take to get there. So I, I agree with you. It's a long shot for Miami. All right, we're doing our bottom five Super Bowl contenders out of the playoff teams right now, and then we'll get to the top five next, 875 875- KTGR if you want to call or text in yours. All right, now we get to the fifth worst, which could be interesting. I'm going to mind meld it. I We're going to have the same team, and it's going to be controversial. That's my guess. Is that you right? Go first. Wow. Okay. I'm just going to throw it out there, and if I'm wrong, I will quickly say, nope, I didn't get it right. Mine's controversial, somewhat. Mine's the Philadelphia Eagles. Mine too. See, I know it. it's not controversial. I'm, it's not so controversial. I mean, it's just. I felt like we both were going to be on yeah. the same page there. I've written down Eagles as well. I see no chance for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. I just there's none too, of these many, five too many too many roadblocks right now with the yep. way they're playing. Sure, you might get past the Bucks, 
easy matchup to start out the wild card round, but that doesn't mean that you're cruising into this playoff schedule with any kind of rhythm. Like, it's just desolate at the moment. So I'm with you. I I think they I think the Texans have a better chance of upsetting a top team in the AFC than the Eagles have right now of upsetting a top team in the NFC. I agree with you. And that's interesting because when we look at the list, like we did top five and bottom five of these 14 contenders. So there are 10 teams total that we list. Yeah. There are four that inevitably will get left off of our respective list. Is there anyone that was close? Was it the Texans for you that was close? Yeah, it was close. To maybe being in this bottom five? Yeah. I had no team that was close. The teams that I have in the purgatory of the middle, the four that I that I won't list in the top five, I, I I wasn't tempted to put any of them below the Eagles, which is kind of interesting. Any four any of the four would have been closer to number five on my list than they would have been to number ten on if I were to just rank it one through fourteen. Those are the bottom five to me, and they're the, the Steelers, Bucks, Packers, Dolphins, Eagles, and they're the only five that I'll say definitively have no chance to win the Super Bowl. Any of the other nine, I would say, could get there, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. But I'd be shocked at this point by the Eagles to get there. Now, if yeah. they show up in their first playoff game and handle their business, and they look like the Eagles of old, then we might have to go. Oh, what do we do? But right now, it's just. But they got to do it all on the road. They have to go to all of these places and get it done. I just don't and they've know. They've been man. so bad. Yeah, they've been so so bad. So I don't know. We'll see if they turn it on against the Bucks. Um, but yeah, I just don't see a path for them right now. I, too many good teams in the NFC. Like there's, they're they're not beating the 49ers if it comes to it. I just cannot fathom it with where that team is right now and the injuries that are piling up as well. All right, eight seven five KTGR. Give us your top five, bottom five Super Bowl contenders as the playoffs start this weekend. Eight seven five fifty eight forty seven. We'll get to our top five. Coming up next after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. All right, let's get right to our top five Super Bowl contenders in the NFL. After we just did our bottom five, Brendan and I, we had the same teams. A little bit out of order, but not all that different. Uh, Any order between Eagles, Dolphins, and Buccaneers, and Packers, and uh, Steelers. Steelers. At yeah. the very bottom, we we think that's probably where they'll all shake out uh, as far as Super Bowl contenders. I think they probably are not long for this uh, postseason. So now the top five. Okay. We're going five on up? If you want. Okay. All right. I can start. You seem a little, uh, you well, seem five a little on to me, edge. Five to me was the toughest to place. The top four to me yes. weren't that hard. Yes. Five I found difficulty with. And I landed on the Chiefs. And the way I did that is I think the Chiefs will win their first game. I I expect them to be able to to get past the Dolphins in some frigid conditions. And there are two games in the first round that I can't quite put my finger on. It's the Rams-Lions and the Browns-Texans. I'm not sure what to do. I think the winner of those respective games could be potent, regardless of who it is. But those are the four that I have in purgatory. And the Chiefs were a little bit above each of those four in terms of their potential because they've got Patrick Mahomes. And I think they'll win their first game. The the middle the middle games to me, Rams, Lions, Browns, Texans, they're they're coin flips, Andy. I really they could go either way. I lean Chiefs, and that's what elevated Kansas City up to number five. Okay. Interesting. I have the Bills. Um 
Whoa! <laughs> Still hating on my guy, Josh Allen. I'm not hating. It's too just low. recognizing what he is. I and can't wait to see your top four because I think that's too low. Well, I mean, uh, look, here's the thing. I I get that he's been on the upswing the last few games. What are we judging Josh Allen on, though? Like, uh, what is this based on? Because the last few weeks, I mean, it, you said uh, right right after the game, essentially, on Sunday night, that, look, that you can't use this Josh Allen game as, you know, the reason why the Bills are where they are. I mean, he ultimately did lead them to victory, but he turned it over three times and put his team in a bad spot. The full oh, Josh yeah, Allen was, experience. He was you terrible will, and incredible say. at the same time. But did the last couple of games dictate that either? I mean, they beat the Chargers and the Patriots by a combined eight points. Like, no, I'm not going to anoint them something that they have not been the last couple of years. I, mean, I have to see it first. I'm sorry. I don't put them That's ahead of fine. teams that I've seen do it before. In these situations, even when they're at home, I I, yeah, I, I, pause I know where this is heading. Okay. I already All know right. where this is heading. All this right. is heading toward you putting the Chiefs a little too high. Um, but I like a good homerism for my Wednesday. Well, I mean, um, well, do you want well, me to go next with my with my fourth one? Yeah. Do you want me to do it? it? It's the I Chiefs. Do. Like, the okay. Chiefs are number four. So I didn't put them too far away from where you put them. No, but what you're saying is you would you would predict a Bills loss to the Chiefs in Buffalo if that matchup should happen in a couple weeks. Yeah, in 10 days or whatever it would be. I would. Whew. Right now, I can't do that. I got to see. I got to see a very strong win from the Chiefs before I could predict it. Okay. The, All right. The point spread should be nil. The point spread should be Bills minus a half a point. Like it's, I'm not saying well, it's, that would be a pick'em. Like essentially, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would. I would agree with that. Should be a pick'em. But I think I lean Buffalo's way with it, and I also lean Buffalo's way over the Dallas Cowboys who I have at number four, okay. simply because I can't get out of my memory what the 49ers did to the Cowboys. And if that matchup were to take place, it might go differently this time. It would have to for the Cowboys to have any hope. And honestly, by the time it gets here, if it does, I'll probably have changed my tune. But for the moment, I could see a better chance of the Bills running through the AFC. Because the Ravens, again, Texans could beat the Ravens. Browns could beat the Ravens. Somebody, you know, something could happen. You may not have to end up facing the Ravens if you're Buffalo. I think Buffalo has the easier path to get to Las Vegas in the Super Bowl than the Cowboys. So I've actually got the Bills at three and the Cowboys at four. Razor thin margin between the two of those. And I actually think those are those along with my top two are the real contenders. Chiefs could do it as my number five, but there's a bit of a gap for me between number five and number four. I, I understand that. I just, I kind of also see the path, but I also see the stature of the teams. And look, uh, top to bottom, I think Dallas is starting to figure it out again. So I have no, them at number. Sure. I have them at number three. Okay. Uh, I, I have them. Uh, you know, it, it's still going to be a very tough path for them. They have to probably, most likely, face uh, the Lions again. Uh, unless you know the Rams take care sure. of that business for him, and then Rams they get the or Eagles Lions. all of a sudden, yeah. Like, I mean, anything could be tough. You're rooting hard for point. the Rams if you're a Cowboys fan this weekend, so there's that. But I mean, 
it's so hard to say because there are real deficiencies at two areas, the run game and the head coach. And you kind of need both to be <laughs> on point yeah. to be good this time of year. But I, that's how much I believe in guys like Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb and that defense like that. They got it makes dudes. up for the difference. So I still have them at three because of that. Yeah. I think it's just, a, again, I think the Bills, I think the Cowboys are a better team than Buffalo. But I think the Bills have a way that they could sneak through the AFC that will not be bestowed upon Dallas. I think no matter who Dallas' second-round matchup is going to be, it's going to be tough. And I think to beat the Niners is going to, they're going to have to do it. Because I don't, I don't see the Niners losing before Dallas whereas the Ravens could get upset I do have the Ravens at number two Andy because they're getting a bye that's very valuable Mm -hmm. and ultimately they're going to have a quarterback advantage in their in their game no matter who they play in my opinion in the second round even if it's CJ Stroud I think that would be such a compelling game but I, I I'm leading the Ravens in terms of uh in terms of being able to make it like I would want to pick the Bills to beat the Ravens if that game would happen, but I don't know if I would have the stomach to do it. So that's my number two is the Ravens. They're my number two as well. And so we'll probably have the same two and one with the Niners yeah, the being at the top. Yeah, the Texans, oh yeah, the Texans are my number one, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's <laughs> Stroud. It's, no, it's, it's the Niners. It's his time. Um, look, I, I'm fascinated by, uh, by both those teams, but Niners have to stay healthy because it can crumble yeah. in a flash. If, if, it, it, if it crumbles for them, we'll know before the game because we'll know someone's inactive. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We'll know before the Dallas game that they could be in trouble if they're without Trent Williams or they're without McCaffrey or they're with. You know what I'm saying? Like that could be the way that we kind of get tipped off. Yeah. Stay healthy. I just hope it doesn't happen in the middle of the game like it happened uh, a year ago. That's just what that I That was so unique with quarterback, though. Right. and. Yeah. And right now you've got a healthy Purdy and a healthy Sam Darnold. And I know that's like it's Sam Darnold, but that's still something. I don't know who their third is at this point. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Well, it's not Trey Lance anymore. Uh, it's not Trey Lance. I do so know that. I mean, that's the Cowboys. That's the that's Cowboys. That's what's going to happen. Trey Lance is going to come in <laughs> all of a sudden. Oh, Trey I'd be Lance. ready. You know, Dak Prescott, no major injury, but just like a little stinger. He's got to come out. Trey Lance leads a touchdown drive. Is he even the backup, the though? I'm pretty sure it's still no, Cooper Rush. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> so we would need some that would be, multiple that's injuries. That's what we need uh, for the theater yeah. of it all. Be great. Ah, oh, you're ready for that. Those are our top five contenders. Tell us yours, 875-KTGR. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be our final show of the week tomorrow. We will have our picks of the week. We'll tell you who you got between uh, Chiefs and Dolphins. And John Rooney, the voice of the Cardinals, joins us tomorrow to preview some Cardinals caravan. That'll be fun, so join us on the fun tomorrow at 4 o'clock. He's Brendan. I'm Andy. Tiger Talk is next here on KTGR.